What's up, Wichita Wind Surge fans, and welcome back to the Surge Cast. I am your host. My name is Scotty German, and alongside me, as usual, is none other than the voice of the Wichita Wind Surge, Mr. Tim Grubbs. Well, thank you for the rousing applause. Yeah, man. A baseball season in the books. Year that's, two of the Wind Surge. Yeah, that's over. right. That's right. So t- two years, uh, finally wrapping up this this year. We had a crazy, crazy ending to cap it all off we are uh in in fantasy football terms we are the maid of honor two years in a row that's yeah, what we call but but uh you know it's still been a heck of a season it's always fun when when you have a minor league it's still kind of sore today it's still kind of painful yeah. today but you know what when you get into october or november you know you're like we still were the runner-up like, yeah we were the second best team in the league. We had the best record in the league two years in a row. Yeah, and that's and impressive. And then come short. Yeah, it's very impressive, it's, and it's, it's it just it just shows that your farm club for the Twins is good, right? You know, I mean that's that's awesome. We're, we have some numbers to go over that we're going to talk about, uh, kind of a recap or, or uh, kind of a send off to twenty twenty two. We're going to obviously have a couple episodes on the off season to talk about twenty twenty three when we can. Um, but yeah, uh, since we, I really wanted to do an episode last last week, um, but obviously with the playoffs implications and stuff like that, you being on the road, it was really tough. But I wanted to talk about my briefly my trip to St. Louis. I know you had a big trip. I to, did. Uh, it, it, it was check out the Cardinals. I did. It was it was exceptional. It was really really exceptional. Well, it's a great. I mean, I'm not a Cardinal fan. You yes. know that, but it is a great baseball city, Ugh. and everything about you know the the setup of downtown, oh, yeah, Bush Stadium, and all of that stuff. It, it's it's a great atmosphere, and that's where we were. We were downtown. Our hotel was literally across the street from Bush Stadium, which was awesome because they had a uh, like a restaurant thing on the very top, right? That you could actually look down and watch the baseball game, and you oh, could cool. know, you could could see you actually going. see what was going yes. on? All right, yes, you really could. But the funny thing was was that there. There is a uh, if there's a delay because they have obviously the game on the TVs right behind right. it. So my wife was watching the TVs and I was watching the game. So I actually kind of played. It was like a minute and a half to delay, and I was just that like, big of a delay. Yes, Ooh, it was. Crazy. I was expecting like 10, 15 seconds. Oh no, they were they were a pitch and a half behind. Okay, so it was quite a bit. So I would just turn and look at her and I'd be like, Hey, I bet you he grounds out to second base right here. <laughs> turn. How are you doing this? And it's like because there's a delay. There's a delay. Yeah, uh, but it was really cool. I, the whole trip. I really wanted to see my favorite player, which is Albert Pujols. Unfortunately, it was his day to sit out, but I got to watch from like outside the gate. So I did get to see him play. That was really cool. But circle around to why this is wind surge related. I got to see Spencer steer bat in the major leagues. That's pretty cool. That that, was so neat, man. You saw him at riverfront earlier this season. Yes. And then you see him in the big leagues in the same year. It was so cool. And obviously I'm wearing Cardinal stuff, but the fans around me were freaking out. Like, why is this guy rooting for Spencer steer when he's up at the plate? Because I'm Wichita wind surge fan, man. But yeah, it was pretty cool. And I think he had a pretty decent game. If I remember right, he went like two for five or something. He's done pretty well. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing a good job for them. So, Oh, it cool. was it was very very cool. I was very happy to see him, but unfortunately, obviously, we come back, we end up making it to the championship game, and it doesn't go our way. We can we could say that um, we end up sweeping Tulsa to go to the championship game. The Tulsa series was unbelievable to win seventeen to one at home. Oh man! And then in game two, Camargo hits a two out two run homer in the top of the first. And I tell you, everybody in the Tulsa press box, and you could feel it, you felt the ball game and the series was over 
before the drillers even came to bat. That's awesome. I mean, it was just <laughs> like a mic drop or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. boom, 2 nothing, and then we win the game 11-1, to one, and that, that was awesome. And to roll through Tulsa the way we did, um, I think everybody was pretty confident that this was going to be the year. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Uh, man, we were hot because it was all three games. We ended up scoring, I think, more than 10 runs at all three games, if I remember. We only had two against Tulsa because it's oh, a that's, best of that's, three. That's right, best so of we three. won two, we swept right. them. Mm-hmm. And then obviously in the, the championship series, we, we got behind early in the first game uh, at Frisco, ended up losing big. But the second game, we had him. Yeah. You know, Hedrick pitched his. Pitched a great game, you know, 95 pitches, leaves after the seventh inning. We got a shutout going, and uh, the bullpen had two blown saves in the championship game. Yeah. But the ultimate thing about that game, there's two things. You know, one, you left 14 men on base. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Um, to we had like a that. chance really early to put them away. When you leave that many guys on base, and I know I'll compare it to a different sport, but it's almost like football when there's those two or three or four turnovers and all you do is turn them into field goals, you just feel like oh, it's yeah. going to come back and haunt you. And For sure. That kind of hung through that game, and you know we blew the game in the eighth. We had a blown save in the eighth, but came right back and scored a run in the bottom of the eighth to retake the lead, had a chance for more. Then you get the controversial call at the plate i asked you before we started doing this podcast was he safe i think so i think he was safe too every replay angle i have seen i'm pretty sure he's safe but um it's also a very difficult call yeah um i don't know if i would have sent him that's what i was getting ready to say but do you send him in that situation you know the bases are loaded camargo was having a tough night but camargo's had a great october yeah or september for the postseason you know and I don't know. I think I would have taken my chances of letting him swing away with the bases loaded, but I don't know. There's a reason why Ramon is one of the best in the business. There's a couple <laughs> of things he's done over the few years that have worked out to great success. Uh, there's a reason why he's the former manager of the year. I don't know if he's going to be manager of the year this year, yeah. but he's definitely got a strong possibility, and those awards will be announced soon. Uh, but he definitely knows what he's doing. And uh, he sent him, and uh, you know, when I saw him after the game, uh, you know, I don't think he was worried about that call whatsoever. Yeah. We talked about it, but I think it was more, you know, frustrations that, uh, you know, two years in a row you, you get swept in the championship series. Yeah, but again, you look back at it, you look back at an excellent season, two excellent seasons under him, and, uh, man, it's just an impressive thing to be able to say we did. I mean, two straight years uh, to the championship, and there's nothing really that you want to win, obviously, but nothing really to hang your hat about. We've, there's we've, really not, especially when you take a look at, you know, when I was talking about this the other day when you see how different our team was you know in 2021 the opening day roster to Mm -hmm. the championship game roster Mm -hmm. there was a lot of changes but the core of that lineup was still a lot the same yeah you know obviously jose miranda and josh winder were gone but the rest of those guys that played opening day in springfield in may of 2021 was still a lot of us a lot of those players were here yeah that's not the case with the 2022 win surge. Yeah. There was seven total guys, seven out of the 28 guys on the active roster that were on the opening day team. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was almost a complete overhaul. Um, you know, a lot of Cedar Rapids guys, yeah. even some Fort Myers guys that have come up. Both of those teams made it to the postseason and lost as well. So the good reason why I point that out is because both single-A teams made the playoffs this year. Yeah which means a lot of those guys will be making their way to Wichita most likely in 2020-23. So that, that's good news for us. Yeah. That we'll still have a good core and a lot of talent coming our way. Right. And, and and I guess to move on to it, I mean, we had 
exceptional movement to the major leagues this season. Yeah, we really did. I mean, it's really cool. And we talk about it all the time. Whenever we do every single show, we always say, if you got a chance, go out to see the, you know, the wind surge, because there is a very good possibility with the way that the twins are is you may end up seeing some of these guys that are, yeah, that's in double a, but when you're in triple a, you're not there for very long. You're not there for very long. That's what I've always told people. I was like, yeah, I mean, I know some people still don't like the fact that we're double A and not triple A, but you look, Spencer Steer spent like a month in triple A yeah. and is gone in the big leagues. Matt Walner spent a month in triple A. Now he's in the big leagues. Simeon Woods Richardson, a month in, actually, I think less than I a month. I think less than that. And, you know, those guys, Louis Varland was way less. Louis Varland was like two weeks in triple yeah. A big leagues. You know, you get to know these guys a lot better at this level because they let them here to learn and, and to develop and, and marinate or whatever the correct words sure. <laughs> are. That we get to see them a lot longer than a lot of times AAA does. That doesn't mean that Walner or Varland or Simeon don't start next year back in AAA, but it's always great to see them before they go and make their first make their big debut. Absolutely, and you get to say, "Hey, I saw him before he got big." Right, and I and that's kind of the joy of me going to a Cardinal game and seeing Spencer Steer because yeah. it, it now all of these Cincinnati Reds because we talked about how he got in a trade. He was uh, involved in a trade with Christian Encarnacion Strand right. and, and went over, and it was a better opportunity for him. It was. It was an awesome opportunity. But now you've got Cincinnati Reds fans who are basically like, "Yeah, this kid's gonna be a stud." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we've known that for over a year. Yeah, we knew it. So, it, I mean, it, I knew he was going to be really good. Yeah. You know? I mean, I understand why the Twins did it. Sure. It I do comes too. up short. Twins don't make the playoffs this year, but they traded him at the deadline. And, yeah. you know, kind of you scratch your head now, but it was really just too many injuries that caught up to the big league club. But right. that's that. And, and you, you have to make the move to try mm-hmm. to get into the big league postseason. It didn't work out, and it's a better opportunity for Steer because I don't think Steer finishes the year in the big leagues with the Twins. I Even agree. with all their injuries, he's still in AAA, yeah. where him going to Cincinnati opened the door for him Absolutely. to make it to the big leagues this year. He had a position open that he was comfortable in playing. He's playing third base, and he's and he's starting, uh, or he was starting very consistently. Yeah, and I don't know if he'll there. start there next year. He might not. But he might not, but it's a lost season. They, yeah. want to, they have one of the worst records in Major League Baseball. They've got some injuries. Why not let the young kids play? Yeah. See what you got, and then if you need to make some trades or evaluate in the offseason, you go from there. Yeah, and that's how baseball works, folks. Uh, but we did have, uh, we had four I think you said them. Four players that got call, called up that uh, were wind surge players this year. Correct. Very cool. Yeah. So so then we have fifteen guys total from the that have played in a wind surge uniform in the two years we've had a team that are now in the big leagues. Fifteen. I think that's a pretty that's impressive a pretty, number. That's pretty Four high number. from this year's club. You know, Varland, Walner, and then Simeon and Spencer Steers. So that's there's a lot to be said about that. And I think when you and I go do a podcast, you know, April of next year, yeah, the number will be even higher. Oh, I agree. It's going to be a lot higher. We yeah. have 50-some guys. I think it's 52 guys unofficial. Now, with some of these September call-ups, yeah. the number changes da- almost daily. Yeah. <laughs> but it's about 52 guys that have played on the Riverfront Stadium grass that are, bit, are now in the big leagues. So if you're not a Twins fan or not necessarily a Wind Surge fan, mm-hmm. 
that and you're a Cardinal fan, for your example. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, looking at the Cardinal lineup the other day against the Pirates, and you take a look at it, a lot of those guys, Brendan Donnelly and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Juan Yepes, all those guys were in Springfield either last year or this year. Right. So there's a lot to be said about all the guys and all the talent that comes through here. Yeah, and it's no it's no secret. I know that in Wichita, uh, majority of people that are in this area are going to be Kansas City Royals fans. Right. And you are going to see, uh, like last year, we had uh, Witt come through here. Bobby Witt. And, and that is Nick a Prado yeah. and Jay Melendez, all those guys in the big leagues now. Um, in it's, fact, when uh, the Kansas City played this year in Toronto, when they had that COVID problem, oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. their guys weren't vaccinated, mm-hmm. when I looked at that box score the next day, and I even jokingly said it on the air, I said, you know, that's the Northwest Arkansas Royals <laughs> that's playing right. in Toronto tonight against the Blue Jays. <laughs> that's right. You know, because it was, I think it was seven of the nine in that lineup that night. That had played at Riverfront against the wind surge, yeah. Either this year or last year, which and, is pretty crazy. And the other thing with me is that everybody—it's no secret also that the Kansas City Royals are, are now going to be in a rebuilding stage. You, sure, you are probably going to see guys that come through Riverfront that play on Northwest Arkansas that yeah. you're going to see wearing a Royals jersey next year. Right, you probably will. I mean, they're position players; they're pretty loaded in talent, mm-hmm. position player wise. Right, but they are really deficient, and that's the reason why they're making so many executive changes and yeah. who knows there could be some more changes in Kansas City in the next week yeah. or two but there's going to be a lot of changes because when you especially when you're good at position players mm-hmm. but you're so deficient in pitching there's definitely or if, and we see it in football with offense if there's a good offensive team but they're terrible at defense you've got to make a change because you can't win with only one side of the ball mm-hmm. being able to hit and be able to play defense, but can't be able to pitch. <laughs> That's and right. especially when it's as extreme as the Royals have been. And many other teams are in that way as baseball as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of which, uh, we did get uh, another uh, award uh, given to one of our players. We had, uh, Ed, uh, I guess, Eddie Julian. Yeah, his name's Edward, but he's yeah. from Quebec up north of the border. So, But it's I just call him Eddie. That's that, what most of the players call him. So Eddie Julian. <laughs> Eddie Julian named MILB Pipeline Top AA Second Baseman. I think that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I think there's going to be some more awards given out in the next week or so. The uh, Texas League All-Stars have not been announced yet. I have not gotten a timeline of when it's coming, <laughs> but it typically happens a week after the season. So I'm thinking that probably comes out. I expect him to get some honors as well, and we'll find out who else is on that team. Yep. But a, a Matt Walner, a Deshaun Kersey, there will be several other wind surge players that are up for consideration for that. But a great honor for Eddie Julian. He also is starting another season of baseball mm-hmm. here in the next couple of days. Yep. Eddie Julian is one of several wind surge players that'll be. In the Arizona Fall League. Yeah. So um, if you're wondering what that is, it's more development. Uh, Austin Martin, Eddie Julian will be on those teams. Alex Isola, you know, it's and um, Denny Bentley, our left-handed pitcher, gotcha. is going to be on that club. And those guys just, it gets them another month of developing, with, you know, in Arizona. They've got uh, a bunch of teams. They're, they're like co-op teams. Okay. It's, you know, there's, there's about eight Twins players, and then there'll be some other teams all that make up one team. Okay. And then there's multiple teams. And That's kind of cool. And it's really a great opportunity. If you take a look at the Arizona Fall League, who played in that? Mm-hmm. It's a who's who nice. over all the years. So. That's awesome. And I think that's Very a really cool. good idea, especially to get them to play with other other players and things like that. And there's an assortment of different coaches from different organizations. Ooh. So sometimes maybe getting some thoughts from a Cardinals coach or an Angels coach 
might be the difference in helping a player development. You know That's what I mean? Awesome. It, it's it's kind of odd that you kind of help. You're, you could be helping eh. to hurt your team in the long run, but at the same time, your players are also being helped in the same course. So. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, I think in baseball, I think it's a little bit different. I, mean, I think for, so, For too. the most part, I think you really do root for, I mean, I think it was so cool when Albert Pujols was getting ready to hit 700, they stopped the game uh, in San Francisco and they were watching the the video board yeah like it's it's a little bit different you're rooting for those guys you root for, well you root, and for, for, for everybody yeah. you root for all this sort of stuff. yeah it's and like, so i think it's a little bit different in baseball i think when you have a a young player that's coming up through the minor league system and you're a coach from another team you do kind of want to help that well, and i can out. tell you me personally like when i see a player play at riverfront mm-hmm. and i've watched him and he makes it to the big leagues i kind of root for him yeah. even though i may never have met him I don't know what he's like. Yeah. Um, there's some of them that I've walked and met over time. But, you know, and if they're cool dudes, you you, you know, you root for them. Sure. It's, it's just great, you know, to be able to see that guy do that at the next, at the, especially at the big league level and become, and you could be like, yeah, I yeah. saw that guy That's when awesome. he was a 21-year-old or a 20-year-old yeah. playing in Wichita. That's right. Uh, did you, uh, I think you already did say, but Simeon Woods Richardson did get called up. Yeah, he got called up the final weekend of the season. Right. Really cool. I did not really expect him to get called. You know what I mean? It was kind yeah. of earlier in the year I did, but when you get to like September and he's still not called up, but I think it's great that he got that first start and yeah. uh, against Detroit and you know what I mean? Now he gets to go into the off season, you know, with that in his head that he's made it to the big leagues and he can work on becoming a major league regular, you know, next year at spring training. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that is kind of the, I don't know, like once you get past what your initial goal is, I think it does in some circumstances give you the opportunity to be great after that point because mm-hmm. you you've kind of got over the mountain now right. it's the way down um, and I I see at least for me personally I see guys that that kind of go up through the system and stuff like that it, it do they get sent down very often it from, depends like these guys that get called up towards the end of the year the Louis Varlins the Matt Walters, those guys might yeah they're 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 getting that taste. Right. They want to give them those tastes so those guys can really have their workout programs be really well. And then they go to spring training, and, you know, depending on what free agents the twins sign, there, there might not be much opening yeah. for them to make the big league club next year. There might be, you know, you're going, you know, obviously there's five starters that are going to be in the starting rotation for the twins. Mm-hmm. They've got like eight guys penciled in right now. So, right. I, and that's before they sign any free agents. So there's going to be some competition and right. there's a, there's a good possibility that three of those guys or whatever will end up yep. starting the year in AAA. But you know, there's a lot of injuries in this game, and just because you get maybe sent down doesn't mean you won't be back up. Jose right. Miranda is finishing a remarkable yeah. rookie season in the big leagues with the Twins. He got called up early this season, back in late April, was up for two weeks, really struggled, got sent down. Royce Lewis got hurt after he got sent down after one day. He got called back up. And he's never sniffed AAA again. <laughs> you know, it was almost maybe that kick to the curb yeah. back to AAA that maybe maybe that was what woke him up. And uh, whatever man, it takes. Whatever it took. <laughs> you know, and then he's been rolling. Yeah. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year because there's been some very special talents oh, in the yeah. American League. But he's going to get some votes. Yeah. You know, he'll be up there in the mix when it's all said and done. Uh, I think you did say 56 total players wore a wind surge uniform this year. Yeah. Uh, 30 position players, 26 pitchers. So you think about it, there's 28 guys on an active roster. So we had 56. So we completely flipped the roster. There you go. We had double the amount. <laughs> um, that's a lot number. That's a lot higher than last year. So it is 
pretty incredible. It's a huge number. That's 147 total transactions. Yeah. So what that means? So if if you add Scotty Gurman to the roster and you put somebody on the injured list, there's two rosters. You know that becomes right. two transactions to have that happen. That's so that's insane. how you have 56 players and 147 transactions. <laughs> Plus you had a couple of guys come and go a couple different times. So yeah. that's that's the case too. Yeah. And you had uh, you had Austin Martin go on the injured on the list injured list. We had a some, number of guys go yeah. on the injured list yeah. and. You know, it's baseball, and there's going to be injuries, and you just hope that you can weave your way through the season. Austin finished strong. Yeah, he looks good. He looked really good in the playoffs in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to open the year next year in AAA. We'll see. You yeah. know, I mean, hey, there's a lot that needs to happen. And like I said, there's got to be an opening, too. Yeah. There's got to be roster spots. He's still very young, so yeah. we'll see what happens. And he was one of the guys that we were talking about throughout the you know this year on this podcast, saying, like, you if you want to see – him you might want to go as soon you might as you want to can go now. yeah because there is a possibility of a couple possibilities with Austin Martin because I think he, he may kind of run into a brick wall after AAA just with that position not necessarily being up for grabs right uh, well so, and you don't know what's going to happen with the twins Carlos you, you Correa don't. can yeah. opt out that opens up a spot at the shortstop position and, do, and the, who do they sign right. or you know does Jermaine Palacios who played for the wind surge last year do they give him the job? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of things that goes on in baseball, especially in the offseason. So. Right. But there also is that Spencer Steer situation, which, sure. which okay, maybe you got a brick wall going up to the major leagues and the Twins organization, but maybe we can give another team the opportunity as long as we get something in return. Right. So whenever we talk about these players of going to see him, this is something that you really got to think about, that they may not be there. They may be on another team just for a better opportunity for them as and well. It yeah. And it happens. It happens from time to time. Um, but... But yeah, it, it's been an absolute fun, fun-filled season. Uh, what do you think out of the entire year? What do you think your your favorite moment of the season was? I think it's pretty no-brainer. The no-hitter, no-hitter is the best. You know, when you got a complete game no-hitter, I, I can't even really think of the second one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. Christian Encarnacion Strand hit for the cycle, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Yeah. You know, uh, Will Holland had an inside the park home run at Riverfront. Uh, all really cool moments. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with you. No, no on Star Wars night too, man. The no-hitter place was packed. Yep. It was just an electric atmosphere. I, I mean, to me, that is really second stands to, Second to there. none, man. Yeah, there really can't be, you know, it, it, there's there's some other cool moments that I'm probably... We had 10 walk-off wins this season. Walk-off city, baby. Five, five walk-off home runs. Um you know, which is still pretty cool. And, yeah. And, and, you know, when the team played the most extra inning games in, yeah. the t- in, do- in all of AA and tied for minor league baseball's most, and then they had an extra inning game for the, in the champ- final yeah. game, which the playoff stats don't technically count. Right. They do, but they don't. They don't get added to that. So that didn't. We tied for the most extra inning games in all of minor league baseball. That extra inning game in the championship game doesn't add it on. So that doesn't give us the crown for that. Yeah. Um, and I know we've probably beat it with beat it to the death like over and over again, but it's so rare for a complete game, even in the majors anymore. And it really so, is because I think that that it's kind of starting to be the trend of you take a guy out whenever he gets his pitch count. Well, you know the analytics of baseball have changed so much. You don't want to see the lineup the third time through. There's so many different things. It's also there for health, but a lot of times it's there statistically. The hitter really gains an advantage. And for Gossett to go 120 pitches and yeah. pitch a complete game, nine inning, you know, 
as the pitching coach told me this year, Pete Larson, there's no other pitchers. We talked about how many. 26 pitchers were with the wind surges here. The other 25 would have never been allowed to throw over 100 pitches. <laughs> yeah. Gossett, they got an exception. He's a little older. You know, a guy that, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to play much longer. He maybe sure. has one more year left in him. You know, I mean, he's recovering from Tommy John. He's a couple years removed from Tommy John. He's not the same pitcher as he was a mm -hmm. few years ago, but he certainly was that night. And I've heard that even when you come back from Tommy John, a lot of people, you get stronger because, you can, of, that, because of that surgery. But sometimes you lose some feel or sometimes you lose. Yeah. He's lost some velocity. that He doesn't quite have the zip that he had when he first came up with Oakland. Yeah. But, you know, hey, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you're not going to get it back. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still a warrior, and he's trying. And I can tell you right now, that'll be a memorable night for him. Yeah. Well, there's been a, a whole bunch of great moments this year, this season. It's been a heck of a time. Um, now we've got the off season, right? Yeah. Now, now we've got the fun stuff in the off season. If there's a trade that happens, you know, obviously uh, we'll be all over it. But um, Riverfront's not closed. No, it's going it, to – the field's already flipped. Yeah. In fact, if you, were, if you decided to stick around the ballpark on – the last night of the year when we lost the championship and you stuck around for maybe 30 minutes after the game ended if they let you sit in your seats which i don't think they did i don't think they did you could have already saw the pitcher's mound being taken down yeah and it and now there's sod mm -hmm. over top of it and there's already lines on the field it's a football field that's right we could have played a football game on friday of last week which is insane that's that's so nuts Ben said that the field was basically ready to go yeah a big shout-out to Ben Hartman, the groundskeeper. Not only did the baseball field look amazing throughout the entire season, I still hear good compliments from fans that are saying, I think that's turf in the outfield. A lot of people no. think it's turf. It's, it's not. not. It's that, natural. That is natural grass, baby. So and good. with all good the him. days of 100-plus degree heat this yeah. year. How? How does it look that good? Everybody looks at all of our other yards. You uh -huh. wonder how in the world he kept it so immaculate. That's true. He certainly did. So we're, we're really looking forward to some football out at the ballpark. And I think the first one, you know, the whole yeah, world. world, baby. I mean, that's that's something to hear in, in Wichita that it has been a, a very heated rivalry for mm -hmm. forever. And that is uh, Cape and Mount Carmel going up against Bishop Carroll. Uh, it's the first high school game that's been played in Riverfront Stadium, if yep. I remember correctly. It'll be the first high school game, yep. And um, it's, it's selling some tickets, and it's going to be a fun night at it, the it, And it looks great. Uh, if you haven't seen the, the Facebook video that's going around, they actually have like a time lapse oh, of, of the ben, field of, converting, of yep. converting the field. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but then we also are going to uh, wrap up high school football as well with on Saturday, October the 15th, the hatchet rivalry game, Dodge City versus Garden City. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to some of you, but my father actually played in that rivalry That's game. That's pretty cool. So, and I, I'll be honest with you, I, I am, I was born in Garden City, but I've lived in Wichita pretty much my entire life. Uh, I didn't realize how heated of a rivalry that is. That's uh, apparently it's preheated. So that's two, that's two of the four games. So that's that's it's right. It'd be great to have four games there. And it's an, another month of using the ballpark. Yeah. You know, it's what it was built for. That's right. Not just minor league baseball. And I think there'll be some more stuff there in years to come. Oh, absolutely. There's a possibility for other activities and things like that. But definitely check into that. Even if you're not a, a fan of either of these uh, or any of these schools that are playing, just to see a football game inside Riverfront Stadium, yeah. it's going to be pretty neat. And know? I know last year when we had the college game. Yeah, the college game was there. It was one of the few times I walked the concourse mm -hmm. during a game. That's obviously cool. I can't, can't yeah, because I have another job. I can't just move. And how many people I ran into that night that were wind surge fans that were just there to see a football game? Yeah, 
and that's and that's so cool. Um, so in the off season, you're going to have a little bit more time on your hands to yeah. do, do a lot more fun stuff. So that's pretty cool. But guys, again, even though it's the season's over, uh, do check out the events that are coming. There will be announcements. I guarantee you, if there are any other new games, which I know there's two other football games yeah, that, that are coming. four total games. Yeah. So, but there'll be some other things coming at the ballpark as well. Right. So you just stay tuned to the website, windsurge.com, and we'll keep you posted all off season. And, you know, like Scotty and I pointed out, we'll be back here from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, as more news comes up and as we get you through this winter yeah, and, and right. count you down to opening day. No fantasy football? We're not I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, we could talk fantasy no, football. Just My kidding. team's not doing well at all. <laughs> mine, mine is neither. Yeah, mine's You bad. know, when your first round pick is hardly plays, you know, that's some bad luck. Oh, I'm just kidding. This but is yeah, a base, no. It's a baseball show. It's a baseball show. I don't think people want to listen to fantasy football tips from me. I don't me. either. Not this year. Maybe other years. Yeah. Other years I've done. But I think, I'm, I will say this before we go. Uh, okay. Fantasy football, it's as, as much football as you know, it's still a lot of luck. It's a lot of luck. Because <laughs> you just got to stay healthy. Yep, but somehow I am very, very lucky because I, uh, I am defending my back-to-back championship belt yeah, in my so league. Yeah, you've been so. lucky, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, thank you very, very much to an excellent, excellent season. 2022 is in the books, but we've got tons more coming at Riverfront Stadium, so keep your ears to the ground. And uh, thank you very much to Mr. Tim Grubbs. Sincerely, oh, thank do you. appreciate it for another great No, I great appreciate season. you hosting this all year. Hey, man, it's that's the best I can do. <laughs> but uh, as always, Windsurge fans, thank you guys so much letting us know uh, or letting other people know about the podcast. We sincerely do appreciate all the love and support. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, Surge up!